0: It is so good to see so many children up on the chancel again. (laughs) Thank you, Beth. When Chad preached last week, he said you'd be on your own today to say the sermon verses from Galatians 5 by memory. Yikes. But, with Vacation Bible School this past week, we have friends here among us who haven't seen the verses from Galatians, guests who haven't seen our bear, Humphrey and the grapes. You remember I've told you the cluster of grapes is a terrific way for us to remember. The cluster is the fruit of the Spirit, And then the individual grapes help us to remember God's attributes, his spiritual qualities. Those are in every single one of us who calls Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. And it is God's desire that those attributes grow and multiply within each and every one of us, that we bear fruit and become more and more like Jesus. So these attributes may also be new to our VBS guests. So if you promise, like if you solemnly swear not to tell my boss. (laughs) Yeah, I know it's being recorded. Um, But if you swear not to tell my boss, we'll throw the verses up on the screen. Noah has these ready to go. Now, if you have already memorized it, good for you. Like when the verses come up on the screen, just look away and say the verse to yourself. But if you have not memorized it yet, look around and tell a VBS guest, thank you for being here. We get to see it on the screen one more time. So let's say these together, here you go. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join with me boldly going to his throne with prayer. Heavenly Father, we pray in this moment that you will open the ears and the eyes of our hearts, that we will remember our friends from VBS, we will remember our friends in Honduras, and we will listen for your word to come and penetrate our hearts, and live out that in our lives as we go from this place today. In Jesus' strong and powerful name we pray. Amen. So the spiritual attribute that I'd like to touch on today is goodness. It's a simple word, right? It's probably used throughout the Bible, right? Well, it turns out, no. No. It's actually not employed frequently. It's here in Galatians, as you saw. It's in a handful of other places in the New Testament. The word goodness is not even used in the four gospels, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John. This aspect of the Holy Spirit is completely absent from classical Greek outside of the Bible. This term is rare, it's a treasure. This goodness is a spiritual quality of God and when you see it you can even say the goodness of God. Our creator God blesses you with this very personal attribute that you have within you as a believer in Jesus Christ. God's goodness is a quality of excellence. It's a quality of virtue that he desires to see growing in you every day. Now, when I think of the goodness of the Lord, I envision God's amazing guidance in our oldest adult child. This is Matthew. And in these pictures, you're witnessing the goodness of God, bringing Matthew to this point in his life. He's a wilderness ranger. He's an EMT in the National Park System. And right now, he is serving in Yellowstone National Park. And all of his 27 years, and I mean all 27 of them, have brought him to this moment. Um, You see, Matthew started telling me in the seventh grade that he knew he could not work in an office with those fluorescent lights overhead and as a young teenager, he recognized this about himself. He knew that he would be stifled in that environment. He knew he had to be outdoors um, to, to, to function. Um, he had to be outdoors to thrive. And so as an adult, his drive to be like counterflow, his drive to be adventuresome, to be strong-willed, these all come into play now. This, is, this boldness now is useful. It's useful when he's called in an emergency uh, for, for someone that's hurt, or when he's called to find someone who's lost. It's, it's a crucial thing to have when he's on trail with this chainsaw on his backpack and he's cutting trees for days. Um, it's it's absolutely crucial for him when he's meeting guests and teaching them how to be in the park safely and explore this environment. But as a child, as a teenager, oh, these behaviors were tough to handle. It was very hard to work with. It was very difficult for us to understand at times. It was a challenge to find adventures for him that were safe avenues to express his behavior. Um, Go along to get along, that was not in Matthew's vocabulary. He was reckless at times. And that was a challenge for us as parents. It was certainly a challenge for teachers each year. It was a challenge for coaches, for leaders, and there was a lot of prayer. There were prayers that Mike and I would say asking for help to guide Matthew, um, ways to guide him to make better choices. And then there were prayers that I said so often, asking God to undo whatever it was that I was doing that was not beneficial to watching this child become the man that God had in store for him to be. And then God would bring us a mentor who understood Matthew the Bold, And God would bring us a teacher who knew these traits were good later as an adult, (laughs) but who could shape him with that. And finally, God guided our son to a college and to a profession where his different nature was embraced and was actually necessary. So by God's graciousness, Matthew was introduced to the national park system and he was equipped to have spiritual excellence, spiritual virtues that are needed in this amazing adventure. It's a joy to watch God's goodness on display. So as I said, this attribute of God's goodness, it's rarely mentioned in the Greek in the New Testament. It refers to God's excellence, his virtue. Think of it as his best. And it turns out that goodness is intimately woven with kindness, that chesed that Chad talked about last week. From the Old Testament, God's unfailing love for us. So if we look at the Old Testament, if we look at the Hebrew for a little help with understanding goodness, We discover that the very foundation for this is in God's creation. If you have your Bible with you, you have your Bible app on your phone, go all the way back to the beginning, go to Genesis 1 with me, and we'll see some of these come up on the screen. In each one of these endeavors, we're going to see the word good highlighted. So in John, I'm sorry, in Genesis chapter one, verse four, God saw that the light was good. In, chapter, in verse 10, he, he sees the ground and he calls it land. He sees the waters and he calls them seas. And he calls all of that good. In verse 12, there's vegetation, there's plants, there's seeds, there's trees. And God saw that it was good. Good. In verse 17, he puts the sun and the moon and the stars in the sky, and he calls all of them good. Down in verse 21, God created the creatures in the sea, he created the birds in the sky, and he saw that it was good. In verse 25, God made all the wild animals, all the livestock every creature that moved on the ground. And again, we see God calling it good. And then in verse 26, God said, let us make humankind in our image, in our likeness. And if you go to the next verse, you can see the beautiful Hebrew poetry so God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And after God gives the humans responsibilities and caring for the earth and everything that was in it, we drop all the way down to verse 31. God saw all that he had made and it was very, very, good you are God's creation and because of him you are very good because of your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your savior you have within you the goodness of God you are the very best of his creation and he desires to be in a relationship with you as you're his child, you, you are his son, you are his daughter, you are his child. And he wants nothing more than to receive your love in return. Now, on our own, we're not simply good. We are sinful by nature. We live in a sinful and fallen world that just does not make sense sometimes. And there's nothing that we can do to somehow earn goodness or become good. Doing good things at VBS doesn't make us good. Our team in Honduras giving their very best for the people there does not make them good. Goodness does not make us a saved people. But flip that around instead. Look at this. Our salvation Makes us good in Christ. Our salvation makes us good in Christ. It is because of Christ. It is because of his once and for all sacrifice, taking upon himself all of our sin on the cross. Because of that, we can claim the goodness of God. We can claim this attribute of his virtue, of his excellence. So what will you do to develop it? What will you do to grow this spiritual attribute? What will you do to share goodness with others? This verse from Romans guides us, reminding the church in Rome to always be aware of the tremendous grace and mercy, the chesed that God has for us. Paul says, My brothers and sisters, I am ultimately confident that you are full of goodness, knowledge, and the ability to help and instruct one another. This verse from Romans 15, to help and instruct one another. As we see the quality of goodness forming more and more in ourselves to become like Jesus. God desires that we share it with others, that we put his goodness on display, that we gain head knowledge and especially heart knowledge, right? To truly know the person of Jesus Christ. We are to help and instruct one another in the gospel. We're called upon to come alongside one another in just doing daily life, the ups and the downs of everyday life in Christ. We're meant to help and instruct one another in the mission field when you leave this building and these four walls to share it with one other someone tell one other someone what it means to have Jesus in your life during the good times and during the tough times, in the times of joy, and the times of grief, in the times when parenting goes well, and the times when it's just plain tough. In his adult life, Matthew has told us that if there is anything from his testimony that would help someone else know and believe in God's excellent care, that Mike and I can share it. And so I tell you today just a part of his story, there's more, (laughs) but just a part of his story, and you can see here, this is the Grand Tetons. Isn't this just like God's goodness on display in his creation? I tell you this today in hopes that you see the goodness of God growing in yourself, that God has plans for you. It might not always be easily understood, it might not always be easy to deal with, but the plans are good. And I invite you to see this spiritual excellence in your child, in your grandchild, in someone that you teach, someone that you coach, someone that you mentor. And if that person does not yet know the grace and the mercy of God, then do everything in your power to share Christ with them. And likewise, if you do not yet know the grace of God, the love of Jesus Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit, it would be my absolute privilege to pray with you after this service and help you see and feel the goodness of God in your own life. I do pray for every single one of you to see the goodness of God growing more and more in yourself, that you would step out from this place, that you would share it with one other someone. In your life today, put the goodness of God on display. Amen. Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, merciful God, God of Hesed. we pray that you will fill us up, that you will give us courage to share with one other someone, that you will remind us that we are good. We love you, Lord, and we lift this up to you in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at www.fpc-kingwood.org. Our services are available on our website and find us on Instagram at fpc underscore Kingwood. We'll see you next time.